Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're here today. I've got this giant smile on my face. I I have a hard time taking it off whenever I talk to our guest today. And one thing that I think I want to make really clear too, that's really important to me, and I don't want to speak for you, Haley, so you can tell me after I say it, but you know, Haley and I talk about these ways that worked for us until they didn't, right? Whether it was through the coaching certification that we went through or the religion that we were both members of, but also that doesn't mean that the way that we have happened to do it is the way for everybody. And so I cannot state more emphatically how important that is to me to make sure that each listener knows that like there isn't one way, right? Because if I were to say that there's that one way to do things and that everyone, you know, that you blah, 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 and then do the thing, that's me essentially doing the same thing that uh, we were just talking about. And so I really do believe that we're, all meant to be where we are and evolve as we're meant to evolve. And only you can know that for yourself, wherever you are. And so for some people, that's going to be within the container of religion, or it's going to be, you know, always teaching this one five-letter model to people for the rest of your career. And it works for you. And maybe the way that you present it to people is amazing and helpful and supportive, right? And there's nothing wrong with any of that. We're just talking about ways things have worked for us until we've found other ways that work differently. But that doesn't mean that we have an agenda for you guys to all do it differently if whatever you're doing is working for you. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is so important. I agree with you 100%. It worked until it didn't, but I love people who are still a part of the religion that we transitioned out of. I love that journey for them. I have so many friends still in that religion. I have so many friends still a part of the coaching certification I went through. And I think it's great because it is working for them. And if it's not, that's great too. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it is such an individual thing. And it is important for everyone to know that wherever you are is okay. And I love that you said, again, giving permission, just check in. And if it feels aligned, amazing. And if it doesn't, then you get to go on that path. But there's not one right answer for any of us. Yeah. And I just want to say like this journey of life, love and respect. Some of the people I respect the most ever, right? Like maybe there's a piece of paper that they carry that I don't, you know, like they're a part of a religion that I'm not anymore. That doesn't change how much love and respect I have. And so I just wanted to make that really clear for everybody listening. All right. Now, Haley, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Haley May. I am a certified life coach and I live in the Washington, D.C. area. And I'm super excited to be here chatting with you today. It's literally my favorite thing in the world to do. Yes. So fun. Haley and I met 
almost, was it two years ago? At an a, a event or a function that I was teaching at. And we were meant to connect. And after we connected and became friends, she ended up coming through my advanced relationship trauma certification for coaches about a year ago. And mm-hmm. she came to our retreat in June. So it's just been awesome getting to know you better this last little bit. Yeah, it's truly since we've met, my life has completely changed and it has just been such an amazing ride. And yes, went through your trauma certification. I didn't even know that I needed it in my life when I met you. And now I look back from a year ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, where was this my whole life? So it's been an amazing, an amazing experience just having you in my life. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. When you say my life has just totally changed, what does that mean? <laughs> well, right. I know that's quite the loaded. Like that double rainbow. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Such a loaded statement. I look back at my life. Um, yeah, a year ago when we met, we met at a coaching conference. And at that time, I was certified as a life coach and you had been presenting at this conference. And during that time, I was going through a spiritual awakening. I was transitioning out of my religion, but I didn't know it at the time. But I had some heavy things going on. And when you had presented there on trauma, I just literally broke down. I like started sobbing. All of the things that you were talking to me were speaking to my soul and things that I had no idea that resonated and that I needed. I left the conference, went back to my hotel room and just processed and cried and was like, this is the missing piece for me. That moment catapulted some beautiful healing and some intense work that I've done over this past year. And so, yeah, it really has. It's already starting. (laughs) It really has. I look back from a year ago and I'm just, I'm a different person. I'm a more healed person and I'm able to be a healing companion. That's kind of what I consider myself as a trauma-informed life coach. I'm able to be more of a healing companion to myself, but to my clients as well. So, Mm. I love those words, healing companion. First of all, just thank you for everything that you share. It's so fun being around people like you, Haley, because I guess what I could say is just that it's mutual, like everything you share. I've benefited as a human having you in my life too. I just want you to know this is like a two-way thing and I feel that really deeply. And I feel that way with my clients who come through. It's not just about me teaching them or me expounding upon clients. That's that's not how it is, right? There aren't hierarchies. This is a circle. It's a healing circle and whatnot. But anyway, that aside, I just want to say I love how you use the word healing companion because you know what I instantly thought? You probably do know what I instantly thought of as you said that. But I just thought about animals and pets and how oftentimes the reason that pets can be so supportive for people with anxiety and depression is because They're examples of a non-complex relationship for humans. And how profound is it for us as humans to be humans that can offer non-complex relationships as much as possible to those that we serve as coaches or healing companions or to others in our lives, right? 
That's such a beautiful image. It's exactly right. I grew up with pets. I actually have a puppy now and I can't tell you how healing it is when I'm processing some of my own trauma, when I'm deep in some really intense emotions that my puppy immediately will run to me, jump on my lap and just start licking my face. And I love how you say non-complex because five minutes before that, I got really angry at him for chewing on the shoe and like yelled at the dog. And then five minutes later, he's like, oh my gosh, let me help me. I love you so much. And I love the visual. Animals have been such a healing part in my life. And I love the idea of a healing companion because I am always healing. As someone who has a lot of complex trauma from my childhood and and from just a lot of different relationships and situations in my life, I am still always on a journey of healing. And I love the idea of walking along and being a companion to somebody who is also on a healing journey. And so it's something that has resonated with me ever since I I started becoming more trauma-informed and it's totally, it's something I've embraced as my identity. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I, I see myself in that way too, just on this ongoing healing journey where we're just kind of connecting more deeply with ourselves as time goes on. And it's not like a quick fix or a quick endpoint thing, even though I do believe, I do believe that, you know, we can co-create with God and the universe with respect to healing and it can be fast. Things can be fast and they can be better than we imagined and things can take time or new things can pop up. But I, for me, it's become more about embracing the journey and finding the beauty and the joy and presence and moments of presence and stretching those out versus like an endpoint, you know? Yeah. So beautiful. Mm. Okay. So Haley, tell me before, I know you talked about how we kind of met each other and stuff like that, but from a standpoint or a lens of like, before you signed up for advanced relationship trauma certification for coaches, that's such a long, <laughs> I actually just call it ARTC. And sometimes I even forget the um, the acronym. Then I'm like, it's ART, ARTC. I should just call it ARTC. Before you signed up for <laughs> ARTC. Because we are, I mean, as coaches, we are developing our own arts, right? I, I do believe we're our, our own modality. But anyway. I could just go up on all these tangents with you for like three hours, <laughs> but I'm trying to refrain. Okay. So before you signed up for ARTC, were there any problems that you were noticing in your coaching, professionally, personally? Like what was going on for you? Yeah. So I had been certified for about two years at that point, and I was really, really struggling with my coaching practice. The tools that I had learned in my coaching certification prior were really beneficial in some areas, but they were not everything that I needed for myself and for some of my clients who had some trauma. And I just noticed that I was really unaligned with everything about my coaching practice. (laughs) I thought that it was all a mindset thing, that I needed to just only focus on mindset. So I was just really struggling. I was struggling with feeling authentic in finding clients. I was struggling with my current clients of how to truly help them on their healing journey. And it was a really big struggle. That's what I'll say is it was just a really big struggle. Okay. Until I met you, until I found this whole world of being trauma-informed and then being in your certification this last year, 
has really, really, really given me truly what I need to be able to, again, heal myself, but to be able to be in tune with other things that my clients need that's more than just mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you say that it was unaligned because of that, it was all mindset. Can you expand on that a little more? It was a lot of imposter syndrome that I had this certification. And from the certification that I got, they would tell us you have everything that you need to solve any problem. I did not feel that way. (laughs) This one tool, which was incredible, this one model we used is incredible, but it wasn't the only thing needed to help myself and to help other individuals. So I felt like such an imposter because I was a mess. I was doing more of the behaviors that I wanted to change than ever before after being certified because I had this idea of what it should look like that I should just change my thoughts. And if I change my thought, I'll change my life. But I couldn't figure out why I really wasn't able to just change my thoughts and change my life and change my results. Mm. So I felt really unaligned in that way. And then trying to help my clients do the same thing Mm -hmm. is where that alignment piece was missing because I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing for myself. So how could I possibly tell these people to do this thing? Yeah. And I think you said, did you say earlier too, that with like, what what did your practice look like? Weren't you saying that it was, well, yeah, you can just answer that. Like, what did your practice look like? Was it because of that imposter syndrome? Did you notice it affecting your business at all? Oh, absolutely. I had one client because I didn't feel like I could really help people because mm-hmm. I couldn't help myself. So I had one client and the other clients I had, I was just doing kind of like free coaching because I just kept thinking, I can't charge these people. It It's not right because I don't think I can truly help them with this one tool that I have. And so my coaching business was really kind of non-existent because I just felt so stuck. Mm, Just you saying that will be so validating for a lot of our listeners too. Because I think what I see sometimes in the industry is like, when we're taught this one thing, here we are, we're taught that like, and sorry, the sun's like, right. (laughs) It's just source energy coming through. I know. I was going to say, it feels very like (laughs) there's something amazing you're about to say because the light is just totally bright on your face. (laughs) We'll see if we move this part in. Sorry. I have windows in my office, so this sounds like shining right on my face. But anyway, I think this is the problem with the way some people teach in this world is when we're teaching that there's one thing, one answer, one way. To me, it's a sign that we just need to like maybe run. Actually, just it's so funny that you say this because I wrote an email about it yesterday. But when we are taught that there's this way to do things and then and here's a person saying, see, I did it this way and look at me now. So to be like me or to have the money that I have or to have the practice that I have, you've got to do it this way because I did it this way. It can really pull people in and then it can be really confusing because let's say that way does work, but it works for a sliver of the population, right? If you've got this big bell curve, let's say that way does work for 5% to take it, apply it and kill it and do the same thing and be on that same pedestal. And then And then that person who either we have collectively put on a pedestal or that maybe they put themselves there too, those 5% 
who do figure out how to do it that way, they get pedestalized as well, whether it's us doing it collectively or people doing it for themselves. But my point is the people for whom that one way doesn't work, but then we start seeing examples of how it has worked for others because of our socialization, because of our conditioning, we start thinking something's wrong with us when actually there's just 200,000 ways to make $200,000, right? Or there's 5 million ways to be a healing companion or grow a coaching practice or something like that. And so I just love that you bring that up because I think it's really important for people to know that when we're teaching or even when we're marketing to help people tune into themselves and their way and the myriad of possibility versus one way, this is the way and do it my way and then this will happen, right? And it's interesting. I think it can pull in a certain subset of people who have been taught in a way where it's like, follow this path and this path brings you everything you need. And it's a very similar flavor that's slightly more empowering, but it also has the same, the same prompts can come from it because people try to do it the checkbox way and then it doesn't work out for them. And so what I'm referring to is like, you know, Haley and I both grew up in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so we were both taught like, this way, this way, you do it this way, you check out these boxes, then all these things will happen, right? And so for a lot of people, that really works and it's really great. But what I see sometimes is if there's a group of people who have been brought up in a way where that language is resonant because that's been their fishbowl, now when other people come along and they teach in a way that's similar enough, hey, this way is the way, there's enough overlap and similarities that it's easy to think, okay, well, here's another mathematical equation I can follow to blank, blank, blank and have this thing. And we see it in other places too. Like think of all the people who were told that if you go to college and get a degree, that's the end game, right? And then you see all these people coming out of dental school and medical school and or a four-year undergraduate art history degree with $100,000 of debt, right? And they're like, well, I just followed the equation and now I have to go move back in with my parents, right? And so it's not just in these two arenas. I think we all crave certainty so much as humans, but at what cost, at what expense? And sometimes that certainty or that control, whatever it is that we are seeking that we want to have over our lives, it can keep us out of our bodies and it's limited and it's an illusion. Oh my gosh, that exactly what you said just resonated with my soul. The, the certainty is safety for a lot of us. For me, as somebody who experienced quite a bit of uncertainty and had a little bit of a tumultuous childhood, the certainty meant safety. But you're exactly right. It it also can cause us to be out of our body and not hone in and listen to our own intuition, which was my experience as somebody who did grow up in a higher demand religion. And that had the answer, which was at a certain point in my life, it was beneficial. Like, this is what you do. This is the end result. It's certain. It's safe. Like, do this. And that transferred as well into my coaching certification of this is the answer. This is the way. And this is the only way. And it no longer resonated for me. And I started realizing that my body actually was telling me with this religion and with this certification that 
it wasn't aligning with who I was, but I've been so in it that I couldn't realize that that was just my body and my intuition. So I just kept giving this narrative to myself that I'm the problem. I need to figure this out. If I'm not feeling this in my body, if I'm feeling unaligned, this is a me problem and I need to get on board real quick. And so I did. I kept looking in this coaching certification at other coaches, other instructors, and they were doing the thing and they were getting the thing and I wasn't and I was clearly broken and I was clearly flawed because this one thing works for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that was just the narrative. And so you nailed it when you said, yeah, there is this one way and it does work for some people. But when it doesn't work and it didn't work for me, I immediately made it mean that it was a me problem when it really was just my soul and my intuition saying it doesn't align and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see that narrative so often across the board, whether it's religion or sometimes in, in the particular industry that we're in or In school, when people want to do something besides get a graduate degree, but they feel so much pressure to do it a certain way. And because of the systems that we grew up in, the narrative and the ways that a lot of us were taught, the narrative that we take on for ourselves is going to be different based on what was modeled to us. But like so often with women, we internalize these systems and then we self-gaslight. Like for you, it was like, it's a me problem. And for me, it was maybe a very close, similar thing of it being my fault. Something's wrong with me. I think another thing too, with this idea that one linear set of letters can solve every single problem. First of all, it's just one dimensional. It's not representative of who we are as humans, right? We're so multidimensional. And it's interesting too, because I feel like I've been around long enough to see how other people take a linear model that they were taught in their certification program And they learn how to present it in a really supportive way for their clients and they can make it work, which is great. But again, why are we doing so much work to make this set of five letters work when we just let it be a tool and not the tool, right? Like a tool that works for people, but there's also a million other tools. And in the different trainings that I've done over the years, there's one mentor of mine who said, there's no map to heal from your childhood or to heal through life. And there hasn't been one made because there isn't a linear map to that because every person who has tried to create a map of healing, they're all so locked into their own modalities that they're not open up to how multidimensional it can be. And so I really like that idea because what if it's about becoming attuned to ourselves and who we are and how we're meant to contribute to the world by being our true selves And being a healing point of convergence, being a healing companion for people who we converge with for a period of time. And then when they move on to the next thing, whether that's themselves or another, you know, maybe a therapist or another coach or an energy worker or riding horses, breath work, tapping, whatever it is, what if it gets to be what it gets to be for them based on their body, their timing, what they need. And we don't lock ourselves into this box of how do we make it work within this little box? You know what? And honestly, Lindsay, that was the thing that I appreciated and loved the most about your trauma certification was how much you embodied that. When we would learn a new concept or when we would do processing calls with you, you just created such a safe space and you would 
put that out there and then you would say, if this feels safe for you, if this works for you, and if it doesn't, it's okay. And that was like the first time I had ever been given permission for something to not resonate or work with my own soul and with my experiences. And I remember in the beginning of you saying things like, does this feel safe? Do you feel like this is safe for you? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. You tell me, is this safe? <laughs> because I'm not, I wasn't used to tuning in to myself and my own journey. And that was one of the most healing things for me in your program was you giving us so many tools and so many things and then saying, take this if it aligns and if it doesn't, it is okay. It is not a you problem. It just isn't for you. So I just want to say that you beautifully, beautifully exemplified healing and acceptance and intuition in your in your program. And that was the biggest gift for me. Mm, that's so sweet of you to say. Thank you so much. I feel like we could go on for three hours because there's just so much that we could talk about. So maybe I'll just have you on for another podcast at some point. But I was just going to, I really am grateful that you share that because it's so important to me to make sure that because who we are as women and, and men, of course, too, I'm just going to say women, but if you are a man and you're listening, I hear you too, because this is happening in your own way. Of course, we are so socialized from birth to just ignore our intuition to dissociate from that innate connection that's there. It's so powerful and creative and transformative and and so freaking knowledgeable. Like it's amazing. And it's just because for so many of us women, it's been stripped from us since birth. That really is on the forefront of my mind is like, how often can we embed safety, empowerment, and choice in these calls? Even if it's an instructional call, I want to make sure that we're like seeding that in because those moments of pause where we're still checking in for consent, where we're still checking in for safety, and we're reminding ourselves that we have choices, those moments of pause and presence are huge. And that's what we need as women and humans in this world as we shed light on shadows and elevate ourselves collectively and continue evolving the direction that we're evolving, you know? And it is absolutely an evolution, I think, even in my experience in going through your certification and just kind of leaning in towards intuition, it feels very unknown and scary because like you said, as women, we've been socialized to not lean into what our intuition is saying. And it is definitely something that I'm practicing and it's something that I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I don't know what is what is right. And I remember you saying to me, like, you you know and your body knows. I'm like, no, I think somebody else probably knows a little bit better though. <laughs> and you just gave us, gave me especially this opportunity to trust myself, to love myself, to honor myself and my journey. And it really, if we can hone in on this more as women, as a society, I just think so many beautiful and healing things can happen if we just really turn in to ourselves and to our knowledge and to our goodness. Yeah, for sure. It's huge. The possibility is limitless. So Haley, what do you notice now in your coaching that's different, in your life that's different, personal relationships, 
what has transpired for you since going through this program? So much. I would say I joined your program for me. So that's one thing I would say is I wanted to become trauma certified for my clients, but mostly I needed it for myself. So I have been healing and I have been doing so much beautiful work that I was not able to do. I was in therapy for two decades and I'm a huge proponent of therapy. It wasn't a fit for me and I didn't, I wasn't able to heal in the experiences that I had, but I finally found the thing that my soul needed to start healing and processing. And so I am a more healed and whole individual. Well, that's not true because we're all whole no matter what, but I felt more aligned and whole with who I am. Mm -hmm. And that just opened the doors for me to be more authentic and attract and find individuals to bring into coach. And so my coaching practice has just absolutely boomed and it is so beautiful and it's so aligned. And I work with incredible individuals who just needed to be seen and heard. And a lot of individuals who do have some trauma that they haven't been able to process. And some of these individuals do have a therapist and we work together with that individual. But myself, my soul, and my coaching practice have literally changed. Like I said, my life has changed. My coaching practice has all changed just from going through the certification with you. So it really has been the biggest gift in my life. Oh, thank you for saying that. What else would you want us to know about you? I think you've already made it clear why you think it's important to become a trauma-informed coach, but for people who are like, oh, I really, I'm really jiving with everything this, this Haley person is talking about. What can you tell us about the people that you serve, where to find you, or just anything that's top of mind right now? Yeah. I love just serving and working with anybody who feels broken. That is something that has been the narrative I've carried my entire life, that I'm just broken and flawed. And so I love working with individuals and showing them that they're whole. And mm. a lot of my clients are either struggling with stress or anxiety, burnout, some OCD. I'm somebody who has trichotillomania, which is a hair pulling condition. It's a body focused repetitive behavior. I didn't even know that there were other people in the world that had this until maybe 10 years ago. So bringing light to that, I work with individuals who, again, just feel like they've been given the way and they know the right path, but they're not able to heal and figure this out. I love just working with them and showing them that there are so many possibilities and there's so many ways and healing is always available. Mm, I love that. It's so good. I'm so glad. Do you have a website? I do. It's HaleyMay.com. It's Haley with two E's and an I mm -hmm. and May with an E, not a Y. <laughs> oh, I love that. Hey, perfect. It'll be in the show notes for people to find it. And just before we pop off, can you just tell us something fun about you that oh. maybe a lot of people, fun about you, fun that's something that's happening in your life soon or something fun that not a lot of people know about you? Um, oh, yes. Fun. 
Okay. Well, some people might think this is fun. Some people may not. I think it's fun. We we live in the Washington, D.C. area. We've been here for about 10 years, but we are going to be moving to Qatar this summer, which we're very excited about for my husband's job. So that is super fun. And then I'll say one other thing. I have never rollerbladed before in my life. And I just bought rollerblades because my kids got some skates for Christmas. And I'm going to learn how to rollerblade. <laughs> Yay! That's awesome. Yep. I love that. I love rollerblading. We have rollerblades here in France. I'm a big rollerblader, so I'm a big fan. <laughs> you are. Okay. Well, you might have to teach me. I'm gonna, I'm looking for a rollerblading coach. So if anyone in the in the DC area, if you are really good at rollerblading, please come find me. <laughs> oh, I love that. My husband's really good. He played street hockey a lot as a kid. And so if we ever go rollerblading or ice skating, he's one of those people that would like do those flip turns, like he'll jump and turn around and keep going. Oh my gosh. Um, I do not do that. I rollerbladed yeah. a lot. I rollerbladed a lot as a kid without a helmet who just my stopping was through the grass or walls or things like that. But now I use the brake as an adult. So proud of myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. I'm worried about even just putting them on and standing up. So I will keep you posted how it goes. Oh, <laughs> Haley, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad she's going to be in Qatar because that's a nice short-ish plane ride to where I live. Thank you for being here and for sharing who you are and for your presence. Anytime I'm with you, I feel uplifted. And I know that a lot of people just feel very seen whenever you share who you are. So thank you. Thank you, Linz. Always so good. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you.